Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide, and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone's doing fantastic this evening, this uh, terrific Tuesday. Um, so tonight's episode, tonight's topic, let me turn a little light. We're going to talk about when you feel like you got to throw in the towel. And um, this happens from time to time for parents. They feel like uh, what they've been doing and what they've tried is just not working. And uh, it's gotten too stressful and it's gotten overwhelming. And, and, you know, it's usually been, you know, the course of several years maybe. And then uh, they've got to go with residential treatment or go with a group home or or something like that. In worst case scenarios, they feel like they've got to disrupt their adoptive placement or their foster care placement or send their child somewhere else. And so I'm going to talk about that because I had a message from uh, one of our one of our posties who's been really struggling and wanted my thoughts on what what it means when they can no longer, you know, try to have a breakthrough. Hello there, Mimi. Hello there, Mary. Hello, Annalisa, when they can no longer have a, feel like they can get the breakthrough they need with their kiddo and they're opting for uh, a group home or residential placement. And so I want to talk about that, but before I do, I want to share an update with you guys. So I'm going to start doing this when I have a chance because usually, you know, I'll answer a question and then I'll be like, hit me back in two weeks or hit me back in 30 days and, and I'll, you know, tell me what's going on. Because usually I feel like they're going to have some kind of uh, pretty cool breakthrough, some kind of some kind of awareness that's going to be moving them in the right direction. And so, a couple weeks ago, and not everyone follows up. And a lot of times, I don't. Actually, I honestly don't even expect people to follow up. I just say it. They usually don't. But every now and then, someone cool will follow up and tell me what's going on. And uh, so I want to find that here and just share that with you guys because I thought it was fantastic. And this was, uh, let me see, where was it at? So see, I had it in my head that I could just, oh, maybe it was an email. Let me see. I have been doing a lot of appointments here lately, all kinds of appointments, Family appointments, IEPs, um, psychiatrist appointments, camps, lots of interactions with uh, kiddos and families. So I've been seeing a lot of different dynamics. And one thing, oh my gosh, I see this is what happens when I don't, when I don't do exactly, you know, I like I should have. Like, look this up, because I swear, I just saw this this morning. And now it's like I can't find, can't find it. Yeah, I know where it's at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There it is. <laughs> so, you guys remember a couple weeks ago, Marie from the UK had a question about her her kids and her their their um bedtime bedtime issues, kind of bath time issues. 
they had adopted him young and, and they were really struggling and didn't know what to do. And so you'll have to go back and check out the, the um, Daily Dose episode. I'm not sure what it was. But anyway, Marie sent me a message. says, hello, Big Papa. I just thought I should give you a little update on my son's behavior. Ashton had the biggest smile on his face when he saw the dummy and said, oh, it's back. And this is... Uh, this was a um, like a binky. Uh, they call it a dummy, I guess, over in the UK. I don't know. It's like a binky thing, and they had taken it away because, you know, people are always saying, hey, you got to take these things away, or these kids are going to have this maladaptive behaviors when they get older, crazy stuff. So anyway, I said, give it back. And uh, so she did. Said, oh, it's back. Took it and on the, on the side of his mouth and then in his mouth. Um... They were both very pleased. I hesitated for the bottles, and then I went and, and bought a couple and gave it to them at bedtime. Since we started last Monday, all of our bedtime have been peaceful and much more calm, except for Friday when my daughter came back, and uh, the kiddo was very excited because he loves her so much. They did not want to go to bed, so thank you so much for that, and that was just a little update. So if you will just think about what it is that I'm that I'm telling you when when I'm when I'm giving you guys these this feedback and these suggestions the thing is is they come from a different paradigm of understanding I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the dynamics differently I'm not looking at them the same way everyone else looks at them because the perspective that I look at them from is a love-based perspective and I feel that so many times we approach things from a fear-based perspective and then we're very limited in our our abilities to see things differently. And so getting back to the, the topic of tonight, when you feel like as a parent you can't go on, you know, here's the thing. Whether it's sending your, camp, your kid to a camp, whether it's sending them to a residential treatment facility, whether it's sending them to a, a group home, that doesn't stop the fact that they're still your child. And it's okay to be stressed out and overwhelmed. It's okay to hit your 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 uh, the limit of your ability, what you believe to be your ability to connect and develop a relationship with your child. What I'm going to tell you is that just okay. because you send your child away, that's not the end. In fact, that's just the beginning. I hope for you as a parent, it's just the beginning that you realize after following, you know, following me here on Facebook Live, following, you know, Post Institute stuff, wherever you may be following us or where you, wherever you may have heard of, of, of our perspective on parenting, I hope you realize that this isn't just about your child, that this just isn't about your child's brokenness. It's not about his diagnosis. It's not about his, di his, his disorders. This is a family challenge. It is... A, a, a challenge for all members of the family to learn how to relate to one another from a perspective of love and understanding and support. I was just having a conversation with a mom um, today, and here's the thing. So before I go there, I'm going to say somewhat in closing, if you have to send your child away, that's the time to start doing your work. Dig in, work hard. Figure out where you messed up. Go back and watch. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for you not to watch every single daily dose. If you are at the 
this place where you've got to give your child, you know, put your child in a different environment for a while. There's no excuse for you not to watch every episode of The Daily Dose, for you to watch all of our YouTube videos, for you to go on our Post Institute channel and, and, and get the book and read the book. That's when you're supposed to start working even harder to come to a different understanding because it's not there yet and it needs to be there. And so don't judge yourself. Don't shame yourself. Be thankful that you have the means, the resources, the opportunity to give your child, hopefully, they are sent to a place to where they're not going to continue to be stressed out. Unfortunately, a lot of residential treatments and group homes do just stress kids out and maintain them so that then when the child is sent back to the home, the child is in rarely in a better place than when they left. Um, which brings me to, so in closing, do your work. Realize it's a family problem, a family challenge, a family struggle. Do your work and figure out what your role is and then do better. And stay in relationship with your child and try to maintain relationship with your child because relationship is the way we influence. And so just just keep that in mind and, um, you know, rest up, recover your nervous system. And then one of these days you're going to go back at it. So having a conversation with a mom who's really struggling and, you know, just she was just kind of caught in this place of it's just she doesn't see there's any it's going to be any better in the future and it's a great big struggle. And, you know, this kid's been, was in residential for several years, been home like 30 days and they're already struggling, which is sad because, you know, that means that for three years, no one's really done anything. It's like for three years, there was a hiatus. And then it's like you push you push pause on your family drama and then, you push play again, and here you are. And John Kabat-Zinn says, wherever you go, there you are. So you have to understand what's significant about that is our brains are conditioned. When you're going through the struggle, you're not just going through a struggle. When your child's going through a struggle, your child's not just going through a struggle in that moment. They are following brain pathways. They're following brain conditioning. It's just a byproduct of, of many, 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 many days and weeks and months and years of repetition. And that isn't just going to shift. I mean, that's not going to just change over the course of a couple of weeks. You know, it's, it's like you've got to give yourself a little bit of grace. The same way you have to give your child a little bit of grace, that when you're trying to learn something new, and, and here's the thing. We can get so overwhelmed by the least, see, in my, I'm going to say the least threatening things, but the reality is Byron Katie says pain is pain. So someone's pain is, is, is their pain, and it's reflected as such. But I will just tell you that When you're getting overwhelmed and there is still a perspective, you still have a perspective that your child can go to bed when he's supposed to, he can normally go to school, he's not knocking holes in the walls, he's eating his food, and the thing is that he's whatever he's doing, it is contained in a way that at its root is really just stressing you out, then you really got to look at that. You really have to stop just layering that on your child and making that your child's um, responsibility, your happiness, your, your child is not responsible for your happiness as a parent. You got to freaking get happy. You get happy. 
and then you will help them find happiness. It's like you are the happy, the leader of happiness in your home. And if you are miserable and you're just thinking about your child, I always say that stress causes causes three things. It causes us to obsess about the future. It causes us to react from the past and it takes us out of the present. So if all you can do is project into the future that your child's never going to change and they're never going to get better and, and it's always going to be bad. And, you know, first of all, you hadn't even been doing it that long. You just, you just went from pause to play again. But if that's the best you can do they're they're, they literally do have very little hope because essentially you have very little hope. And I don't know why we struggle to see just how important we are in the lives of our children, just at a very basic, energetic level of feeling good or feeling bad. If you as the parent cannot get yourself out of a place of feeling bad, your children cannot feel consistently good. If you as a parent cannot get yourself into a place of feeling good, your children can't go from a place of feeling bad to a place of feeling good. The energy in the home is too dependent on you. You set the tone and everyone knows it. When, when everyone knows when dad's upset, you try to avoid him. Everyone knows that. Well, imagine if dad's upset every day, then you're trying to avoid dad every day because dad's unpredictable and he's un, it's uncertain and, and it's inconsistent and adopted children for sure have that struggle. They need that predictability and that consistency. So we really, 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 really have to take responsibility for ourselves as adults. We, we have, we, many of you are raising children who've never had anyone freaking take responsibility for them. And then they may be 12 years old and they're consistently acting like two years old, two year olds, and you're pulling your hair out wondering why. And then you're wanting them to fix their behaviors you're doing the same thing. You're not taking responsibility. So they're not having a teacher that shows up. They're not having a teacher that shows up in their life to teach them responsibility. If you didn't get it, you don't have it and you got to get it. And that goes all the way down to the level of the brain, to the level of the heart, to the level of the gut. At the base of emotions, your children rely on you to teach them, period. They rely on you to teach them. If you get overwhelmed, every time they get overwhelmed, you cannot teach them a different response in the presence of stress. It's so important. So Deanne says, do you think that sending kids to therapeutic treatment has value? Therapeutic treatment or therapy or, or like residential treatment? Um, I, I really feel like it has very little value. I've never seen a child go to, if it had, if it had value, let's put it this, if we're talking about sending them to residential or group home, if that was actually a satisfactory, I say therapeutic inpatient, yeah, like residential treatment, if that was actually effective, every kid would go into residential and come home and never have any more problems, and it would be consistent across the board, and and it would be like a factory because then if it was effective, that means they know something that the parents don't know. So they could fix the kid and send the kid back. The problem is this isn't a fix your kid kind of thing. This is a family thing. It's a relationship thing. And if you're going to raise your child, then all your issues are going to get intertwined with their issues. If you're not willing to look at your issues and learn how to settle your issues in the presence of their issues, 
you're going to continue to be stuck in a negative feedback loop. So it's okay to send your kid to residential if that's what you need to do. If you feel like there's just no other option, I'm just telling you, they're going to come home and the same challenges are going to be there that were there when you sent them away. I've just seen it happen too many times. And the kids come back, they're walking on eggshells, the parents are walking on eggshells because no one wants to mess up and have the kids sent back. You know, on the other hand, send your child to residential, do some really hard work, do some really deep work. I had a mom who actually, her son had been in residential treatment centers more than he had even been in her home over the course of about five. So he had been adopted for seven years, five years of that. He was in residential treatment. And just the other day, because she and her husband did really hard work and they brought him home. Just the other day, she told me when she was watching the um, transition tantrums episode that she realized that all these years he's been having transition tantrums. And because that really pushes her buttons and she has very little window of tolerance for it, it's been overwhelming her. And then she would overwhelm him. And she said, you know what? This was just yesterday. And she's crying, standing crying in the kitchen. And she said, I probably never would have sent him to residential. That's huge. That's huge. Mary Alice said, the first person to change was me. With, was me within two weeks of me working on my own regulations. The difference in our daughter was clear to everyone. I wasn't a bad person. Absolutely not. But I sure wasn't parenting in good ways. It's just about teaching regulation. And Deanne says, what about one parent is stuck in a negative feedback loop? That question came up before, and here's what I'm going to say to that, and then I'm going to wrap up. When you got one parent stuck in a negative feedback loop, the parent who's not needs to see that one parent as a regressed child. They are stressed, and they are regressed, and they're operating from their own pain and their own trauma. Try to see the regressed child. Not that you want to be married to a child, but we all struggle. We all get stressed. We all regress. See how you can support that that spouse, love them right where they're at. Tell them how much you believe in them. Tell them you know how much they love the family. And tell them you know how hard they work. Even if you don't think they're working hard, tell them you know how hard they work to try to make things better. Have faith. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or we can stop, we can slow down, we can take three to ten deep breaths, and we can choose love. And I hope you choose love. God bless each and every one of you. Big Papa loves you. Deanne says, I'm scared about sending him word. It won't help. I hope, I hope this is help for you, Deanne. And uh, feel free to reach out, and we'll go deeper with you if we can. All right, guys, have a fantastic evening. Anything else I want to tell you before we sign off for the day? I don't think so. I think you're amazing. I think you're great. I think you're fantastic. I think you are a parenting superstar. And if you're struggling right now and you're not where you want to be with your child, you're about to have a breakthrough. I really feel that. So keep studying, keep praying, keep thinking. Keep focusing on the change that you want to happen. Stop focusing on the, the behavior problems you're encountering and focus on the change you want to happen. That's what you want to project in the future. We'll see you guys tomorrow.